All right. So uh, welcome to our podcast, uh, potential listeners. Matt, do you want to go ahead and explain what we're doing again? <laughs> <laughs> For the second time. So basically, we're just two best friends that met in college and then COVID happened. So we don't get to see each other ever. So we're starting this to get to talk to each other. Hopefully, maybe every other week or something. We're not that great at it because there's like a seven hour difference, but not you're, yet. In, you're in Zurich, Switzerland, and I am in Chicago where we met. Exactly. <clears throat> we're also using this uh, website to record the podcast and um, for now we've had difficulties, but um, I hope this will not affect this current recording. Um, what do you do in life? So maybe the potential listener <laughs> has a feeling on, um, yeah, what do you do? Uh, you know, I'm just a crazy artist. <laughs> uh, no, basically, I am a modern shoemaker. What's modern about that? Well, I make sneakers. So I make Jordan ones right now. I reconstruct everything and make them again with like nice leathers and stuff but i will be going towards designing my own shoes now which will be very exciting but for now i'm just a cobbler <laughs> and an avid runner and hopefully one day an avid reader i'm very bad at it <laughs> i was about to I'm say <laughs> i'm i'm trying i read last night For how long? Five minutes? <laughs> I I read for 40 minutes. <laughs> okay, that's a start. I probably got like 10 pages though. <laughs> right. Um, what about you, sir? Um, so I am, I don't even know what to, how to explain what I am. Um, currently, I work as a journalist for the biggest newspaper in Switzerland. Um, wow. <laughs> crazy right um i do video desk which is like i publish all the all this um hard news stuff so right now we're recording in mid-february and so this means the last couple of weeks was a lot of turkey um for me with uh, the horrible earthquake um so it's just hard news breaking news that kind of stuff which is very interesting but very stressful and Sadly, very depressing as our readership, I would say people in general around the world prefer bad news instead of happy news. Correct. That's why I do not read any news. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I think it's bad, but I kind of see it. Although I still feel like people should be informed on what's happening around the world. I do respect it as my girlfriend does the same. Well, I kind of like get the gist of things like obviously I heard of third earthquakes and I hear about things that trickle down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from social media or something. I don't know. But I don't like read news at all. No, I mean, maybe, maybe we can make this in a news podcast where you just basically oh, no. teach me everything going wrong in the world. And I'm just no, no. like your student. Um, no, the thing is, 
Um, I've had to learn this since the beginning of the war in Ukraine. I have to step back as soon as I don't work. I, I do. I, I cannot be focused on news too much because it gets depressing at some point. So um, I also don't want to deal with more news in my free time as I have to by just reading news on a daily basis or listen to news podcasts or see maybe like 400 push notifications a day on what's happening around the world. So that's enough mm. for me. Okay. So what do you do on your free time? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> in the winter, I love to go skiing. Um, I'm not as a crazy runner like you, but I like to run here and there. I love to go to the gym, go out on the weekends and be unhealthy like everyone <laughs> should or does. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of living a normal-ish lifestyle for a 25-year-old, living with a roommate in Zurich, Switzerland, having a girlfriend. Not that much to say. You're an old man. <laughs> Sometimes I do feel like it. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> um, we got really excited because we just added smart lights into our apartment. <laughs> is it like turn on when you walk in or something i can uh i can uh, how do you say i can um do that on my phone i can also change all the colors on every lamp mm. in my apartment <laughs> which like 10 years ago i would have said why does anyone spend that much money on lights <laughs> now i'm like i need more lights in my house <laughs> it is like the biggest tech lover it's like your girlfriend is like anti-tech and then you're like, give me literally everything. Yes and no. I have to say, though, my girlfriend, when I met her two years, two and a half years ago, she was really anti-tech, didn't really care about it, didn't really get the gist of it. I recently, yes, I'm a Apple fanatic and I tend to be a dumbass when it comes to technology especially when I buy stuff. So I bought the newest iPhone 14 Pro, gifted her my own, my old 12 Pro. She loves it now. And she's like, oh, I love technology. This is incredible how much these phones have changed. Remind you, she went from an iPhone 7 to an iPhone 12 Pro, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I recently was gifted an Apple Watch from my dad, which is amazing. Now I can tra track how much I move during the day. <laughs> <laughs> And coincidentally, she also was gifted an Apple Watch. And when I got my my Apple Watch, she told me, you shouldn't be or don't turn out to be that person who only, always checks his wrist because there's notifications coming in. She has become that person now. <laughs> wow, really? That's surprising. Yeah, she loves it. It's, I mean, it's a gimmick. It's a gadget. I probably wouldn't have bought it before. Now I see it. It's really, really, it's not helpful. It's cool. It's just cool. It's a little game on your wrist. Yes, but like today I went running. So instead of when I run, I lo love to listen to podcasts. I don't have to bring my phone anymore to track my that run that or nice. anything. Yeah, I just have it on my wrist. And then when I go home and I... I'm like, oh, I need to buy some groceries. I don't have to take a wallet, anything. It's all on my Apple Watch, and it's very, very useful in these situations. Hashtag blessed. 
Yeah, hashtag blessed. I also know how fast I can bike nowadays because, yes, I track everything. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, what else? Um, so I feel like we're going to talk a lot about health, lifestyle, what we do in our lives, um, maybe advice for relationships as you live with your re uh, girlfriend together. After, after like two or three months of being back together <laughs> maybe a little back story behind this how many times did you break up in total uh hmm. one two three probably like four times but like the last one was the only long one and the love yeah. never died throughout all these breakups it was it was so strong <laughs> my heart was so warm kept me alive it's funny when i met you at college i feel like and i mean it's totally understandable relationships change as soon as distance comes in as a factor and so i feel like that's mm -hmm. what kind of hit you guys the first time and then you embarked on this personality changing quest Thanks by me, because I am... Yeah, that was totally <laughs> your fault. <laughs> Not my fault. That was more like... Um, uh, the awakening. Yes. It was the awakening of a Swiss man. <laughs> yeah. That helped you figure out what you want to do in your life. Yeah. I want to take all the credit. <laughs> I, was a lost, I was a lost boy. And you, I became a man. Once I went to your town... Um, for the listeners, um, Matthew visited me the first time in Switzerland in the summer. Was that 2019? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And um, it wasn't your. It was your first time in Europe. Yeah, like I think, besides going to the Bahamas, it was the first time ever leaving the U.S. And it was just wholesome to look at you for two weeks and see. Well, I literally, literally everything was mind boggling, like came out, no one was speaking English and then like get on the train and I meet you and I'm like, just looking out the window, I'm like, man, this is literally like a movie. First um, statement you made in the train, wow, these houses look different <laughs> that was the opening of two weeks of mesmerization <laughs> yeah, yeah i got like the full spectrum of seeing a totally different city around the world and then getting to see actual nature for the first time in my life so yeah you're, you're from ohio so that's kind of a flat land country and you came to the mountainous region of switzerland so that's I that. do. I was watching a video yesterday, I believe, and it was someone hiking or running the whole like tour de Mont Blanc, and it took him like four days because they are running like twenty five ish miles a day, and it just like reminded me of like being there, and I was like, man, I really miss it. Yeah. So I need to get back there. Yeah, I mean, I just ran up one of the, you called it mountain. It's it's called the local mountain of Zurich, but I 
kind of like called. Yeah, for Switzerland is a hill, but it's still kind of steep. But I ran it up before, and it's a bitch to run it up. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a it's a bitch. I ran it one time. I was terrible. It's not as bad in the winter because it's well. I don't know if I would call this a winter anymore because it's kind of war- too warm for winter. Yeah. Even in Chicago, it wasn't even that cold. I was like telling Candace to get prepared because it's going to get really cold. And then it was like nothing. Yeah, it's global warming. Shout out, humankind. (laughs) But not to become too um, political as we don't want to be political in this podcast. Yeah. Um, So yeah, the potential listeners can expect a lot of hints or anecdotes on what we have done in our lives together this sounds weird but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how else to say it (laughs) um but yeah what we've done in our lives experience together (laughs) (laughs) to be fair this is um so when i'm when we met at college we went through a fraternity. The last place I would see us nowadays. <laughs> I don't even know if that was like the place that we were meant to be in, but I'm glad we did it because oh, first of yeah. all, I met you, and for me as a Swiss person, it was so interesting to go into the Greek world. And I mean, you were totally mesmerized in the beginning. <laughs> I believed it all. (laughs) Put Teak on literally everything. Your phone, like your laptop, literally anything. Oh, I was brainwashed. They they totally achieved it. Yeah. I mean, we were both like in it, in it. Yeah, I feel like I was in worse. I mean, I I was thinking of running for president at some point or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that was an interesting movie. I don't know um, people outside of the U.S. who might be listening Greek life is like all these students. It's like a cult. (laughs) Yes, but I mean, these things um, um, exist outside of the U.S. as well, but it's, I feel like less culty, but there's all... Yeah, it's like a club for either guys or girls. Yes. Basically. And it's, I mean, friends. That you, I feel like that's a big critique around the world that you pay for and you get really intoxicated together while maintaining some sort of tradition of that club or history. And, but it, I mean, it's fun. I I wouldn't say that I wouldn't do it anymore, but I don't need it anymore. That's what I want to say. I mean, I wouldn't do it again, but like, I'm grateful that I did it. Yeah, don't regret it. Yeah. Um, damn, I had so many ideas on what to say before, and now we're here, and I'm like, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> what? What was your? What is your favorite part of your day? <laughs> My favorite part of the day. Of your yeah. day, like your day to day. I feel like exercising. I love to exercise, so maybe that. And I feel like my one of my favorite moments throughout the day, this sounds really weird, but lay in my bed at the end of the day, turn on my TV, and just watch whatever show or YouTube or 
sometimes read a book, but just be by myself and like not have to worry about anything anymore. That's mm-hmm. my favorite time next to working out. You? Um, hmm. I would say exercise as well. I usually run every single day. Um, Do you run training- every every day? No. So this training plan, I'm running. Uh, I don't run on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Or not? Why did I say that? I only I don't run on Thursdays and Fridays. I don't know why I said Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but besides that, I run every single day. But for how long? It depends on the day. I wrote a whole schedule and everything, but like last Saturday, I ran 16 miles, which is uh, I have no idea what that means. 25.7 kilometers. Half marathon, more or less. Yeah, a little bit more than that. But that's How just long? like training. I go really slow. Like, I don't know how long it took me. It probably took me like two and a half hours. Yeah. It was decent. Yeah, but I run every day, pretty much, besides the two days every week. And I've actually been getting into lifting weights just because I want to be a little stronger. I don't want to look like a marshmallow anymore. <laughs> so Candace and I go to the gym at 6 a.m. every single day, pretty much. Every day? Yeah. Damn. Well, we, we try to. It doesn't really work out. Okay, but just like, for your listeners, Candace is your girlfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. She is my lovely ginger girlfriend. <laughs> See, my problem is I wish I would have a schedule like that where I can have the same activity at the same time. But since sometimes I work early shifts, so I have to wake up at 5, be in the office by 6, and sometimes I work late, so 1.30 in the afternoon to like 10 in the evening, there's no real schedule. And then sometimes, well, when I'm off, I can do whatever I desire to do, so... It's very difficult to have like a constant schedule. Like I don't even have a sleeping schedule. I was just going to say, do you think you have any issues with your sleeping because of that? Or do you sleep easily? It really comes in waves. Uh, I have sometimes a month or two where I can barely fall asleep. I have times where I'm very good at falling asleep. Um, I feel like the hardest is when I haven't worked, when I haven't had a early shift in like, two or three weeks and then suddenly I have one or like four in a row, then it's like very difficult to fall asleep the first night because I'm just laying in bed. And then like when you have to wake up at five, you want to go to sleep by like 10, 11 latest, still get some six hours in. And then when you're in bed and you can't fall asleep and it's 12 and you're like stressing out because it's only five hours left, Mm -hmm. not the nicest. You know, something that I want to, start doing soon no i want to start getting into rock climbing hmm funny you would say you should say 
Yeah. I think after my race, I'm going to be a little tired of running every single day. And I think doing something up to her body would be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Like starting something so new, I've never really gotten into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When is what kind of race and when is the race and where is the race? So my race is May 5th and it's in the salt flats of utah oh so it's gonna be crazy mm-hmm. and the craziest part is it is 161 kilometers so that is 100 miles come again <laughs> yeah straight i like won't pause or anything i run straight through 160 kilometers yeah bro that's what i'm training for right now <laughs> bro yeah <laughs> I'm going to be running for hopefully a little bit less than 24 hours. Oh, my God. There's so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) So um, how long is the longest run you've done so far? Uh, I've done two races that were 50 miles long. So so like 80-ish kilometers. How long did that take you? Uh, the second one took me about 11 hours. Jesus Christ. So I was like, why not just double it? <laughs> you know? I was just discussing that yesterday on a hike with my girlfriend, Julia. Um, for some reason, I have this. I feel like you also have this. When As soon as I do sports, I have this mentality where I can do anything yeah and i get super competitive like today when i was running i saw someone else and in my mind i'm like all right race is on i'm gonna destroy you even though (laughs) these people are not racing with me or against me i am in my in my brain i'm racing against everyone i see i feel like you have that as well yeah sometimes when i run like i run majority of the time like super slow but then i see people that I'm not like really judging them, but like they don't seem like the greatest runners, but they like zoom by me and I'm in my head. I'm like, they probably just think that they're destroying me, (laughs) but they don't know. Like I'm training to run like really far. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Holy shit. Sorry. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) A hundred sixty kilometers. But so Candace needs to bring you snacks and drinks throughout the race. Yeah, so I'll like dial in my nutrition and everything. Um, and to add to everything, I'm vegan, so like I can't eat, eat pretty much. I can't eat a lot of stuff, so I'll probably be eating like mashed potatoes and I don't even know bananas and dates and stuff. But do you stop? to like to eat or do you run yeah yeah if if i you run and eat most of the time but like there are parts where i'll probably stop and eat for like five ten minutes and then continue but your legs must be absolutely gone afterwards like they have oh yeah i will be like murdered by the end of it (laughs) 
the I feel first... like they're going to write you a note and say, like, this was a nice one. See ya. The, Never. The, the first 50 mile race I did, it was in uh, Napa or like wine country in California. And after I was done, like, I couldn't even walk. And for a whole week, I could barely walk. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> I felt so bad. There was at one point in the race, I was like 30 miles in and I was literally about to cry. I could not even walk because I was in so much pain. God. But I just like continued and finished. But then the second race, like I had, didn't even cramp or anything. So I was like, I think I need to like go farther or something because it wasn't as hard. <laughs> Hence why I doubled it. Yes. Even though I started running in 2020. That's the most impressive part about this entire thing. Yeah. Did, how much did you run before? Like zero. Before, zero. No, I probably ran. I ran a 5K with my mom when I was like 11. But that's about it. <laughs> so pretty much from zero to 160 kilometers. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Within into, into uh, in three out at uh, three years. Yeah. Insane. Insane. I I feel pretty confident when I do my runs of like 20 kilometers, and I'm like, yeah, I'm so good. But when you say this, I'm like, I doubt it. <laughs> I'm not so sure about my running skills anymore. Maybe we can do some running in Switzerland when I'm there. Yeah, I feel like I'll join you for your first 20 and then you can continue doing your 140 and then I'll I'll pick you up with a car somewhere. No, I don't need to run that far. Only if, only when I'm racing, I'll go far. But I just enjoy doing it pretty much every day just because I feel really good. But you know? during a race, do you listen to music or podcasts or um it depends most of the time i'd say no yeah, so like, you can't even listen to podcasts that long with airpods they yeah they die <laughs> so like if i wanted to i could like i i usually bring a set of like cable earbuds or whatever mm -hmm. so i just plug them into my phone but then what happens is my phone dies and I'm not, I, I don't usually run with a charger, charger as well. So like, true. I only listen to music or a podcast when I'm really hurting and I like need to focus on something else. Okay. Interesting. I hate listening, uh, not listening to anything when I run. So I had this today. It was like <clears throat> some, I don't know why some like five minutes. I mean, just didn't have any connection on my Apple watch anymore. So mm -hmm. I couldn't click on the new episode of my podcast. And I was like, no. And I was in noise canceling mode, so I couldn't hear anything. Sudden, then I had to switch it off and I could hear myself breathe really heavily. And like, I tend to go too fast then. And when you're like, when you don't have headphones or when you do when it, when i don't listen to anything i feel like a podcast oh, you go fast calm, yeah huh podcasts calm me down the same problem i had with music is that as soon as like when i was listening to like techno music or even hip-hop like whenever there's like a drop i would go 
even faster and then I would go slower and faster, which is not really what you want to do on a longer run. No, you're supposed to go super slow. Yes. Yeah, so podcasts really help me because I tend to not think about the running anymore and not about my pace, but just about like when I listen to like, I'm listening to a mythology podcast right now. So I'm just like spaced out in my stories and don't pay attention mm -hmm. to my surroundings anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I'd say I'm 50, 50 daily, like I'll either bring headphones or I don't. And I don't really care either way. Cause I like listening to music or a podcast, but at the same time, when I don't run with headphones, it's like meditating. Like I just blink and then I'll be like, Oh, I'm done. Like, you know, and I ran for like two hours and I don't even realize it. Yeah. It's kind of nice because I feel like normally throughout the day, I'm constantly listening to something or like bombarded with notifications and stuff. So like mm -hmm. getting out there and not having anything, it's like my Zen moment. That's true. I struggle with that. I, I like to be by myself, by myself sometimes, but I don't like to be just like my girlfriend told me about this. She said, sometimes she loves to just be there and like, I don't know, not listen to stuff, not watch to something like don't have no stimulation yes i struggle with that i get bored of it same i need mute like even when i like i bought a speaker for my bathroom so i could listen to music <laughs> yeah i feel that it's like a constant battle like i feel like i'm in a war with my attention you know it helps me to to focus though like even when i study i listen to music or when i read a book i listen to music Hmm. See, when I read a book, I cannot, like, it has to be silent. For me, it's only with, like, uh, music without vocals. So, like, jazz or, mm. like, lo-fi beats, like, that type of stuff. Mm. But I couldn't listen to, like, I don't know, to a singer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, a Rihanna or Adele or... I was really going to say Adele. Well... Any kind of music with lyrics, I can't yeah. do with reading or even. Although I have, I have listened to um, my occasional hip hop music when I was writing papers, and then sometimes I just get into that mood or like zone where I like my fingers just fly over my keyboards. Mm -hmm. But usually that's not the case. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the more I listen to podcasts about like bettering yourself and stuff, like the more you learn that it's good to have no distractions, no, no distractions sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's like increasingly harder to do nowadays. I mean, yes. Like imagine, imagine going in your bedroom and just like not having anything distracting you and being able to just like sit in one spot and not doing anything for like 10 minutes. It'd be pretty See, hard. Yeah. I mean, I could meditate, but how long would that last? You know, I could learn how to meditate or do like yoga. I kind of mm -hmm. feel like I should because I do relax and like, 
I don't know, when you have a stressful day at work or like you had a lot of stuff to study for, I don't know, there's just a lot of on, on your plate. And then I go on a good run or I go to the gym. I just, all this negativity or all this stress just leaves my body and I feel really good again. And I kind of just leave that behind me, especially, it sounds so stupid, but when I come home and then shower, it just, that just goes away. And then I feel comfortable and good again. Mm-hmm. But the yoga and like all this meditation stuff, just sit there and do nothing. I can't. Yeah, I'm definitely more attracted to yoga than meditation. I did yoga fairly often when I moved home. Mm -hmm. But then coming back here, I haven't done yoga once. (laughs) (laughs) So I really want to get back into it. It's just like I don't want to pay money to go do yoga. So maybe just like find something online. But yeah, it's a battle because it's like it's so easy to just go on your phone or like watch a video and you think it's That's relaxing and it is it is relaxing. But then afterwards, you like don't feel amazing, you know, you don't feel like relaxed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like just stimulating social- in the in the moment. It's just uh, social media is just a whole lot of impressions. And generally speaking, it's just it's either from like news platforms. So like more negative stuff or kind of a twisted reality of people showing how amazing their life is. So you constantly are faced with negativity or (laughs) happiness, perfect bodies. So like there's nothing relaxing about it because it's always stressful. Yeah, I feel like you and I are kind of like stuck in this battle because you work in the news and see all the bad stuff and then i also like my job is to post videos all the time on social media Mm -hmm. so i get to see people commenting on my stuff all the time and then i'm like then i get stuck on instagram or something for like 30 minutes because i'm like oh crap i like was on my phone and then so like I'm stuck with that and then you're stuck with your work and then I'm sure you deal with social media at the same time. So we're kind of like stuck. You can't like just you couldn't say no to paying attention to the news because that's like your job, you know. So we're kind of like stuck in this yeah. thing of being in the mess. Although I will say a couple of years ago, I was very interested <laughs> in Instagram. I was following a lot of people and I was always caught up on all the posts that my the people i followed were posting nowadays i do not look at the posts i only go into reels no first i go into the stories i look at like five stories and i'm like all right i've seen what people do i don't care anymore (laughs) then i look at uh, my reels and for some reason i get a lot of dog reels i'm not a dog (laughs) lover i think they're cute they're funny but there's nothing more than that and then i have like a couple other reels that make sense like I watch Formula One with my roommate, so I see a lot of stuff about that and skiing and all that. And then sometimes I really get lost and I watch reels for like an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need social media. I don't care about it, but that's my killer. The reels kill me. It's because of the programming. It's programmed for you to just get lost in it. Yeah, it's endless. Um, it's endless scrolling. Yeah. It doesn't stop. But that's why, like, when all these new platforms, like in our company, we were 
welcomed to download TikTok and see what the company would post on it and like maybe find trends and like you do find stuff on TikTok. But I was just against it because I felt like I'm already stuck in this endless scrolling on Instagram. Yeah. I don't need another platform where I do that as well. And like same with Be Real, like I don't have Snapchat because I quite frankly don't need to see what people do 24-7. Yeah. The people I'm in that I see in most of the time, I know what they're doing, but I don't need to see every day a picture of them. Yeah, I used to have Snapchat and I never even really Snapchatted anyone. And, and then I like started realizing I'm just clicking on Snapchat just because I'm like used to clicking on it and then seeing what people are doing on their stories. And then I'm like, why do I have Snapchat? So then I just deleted it. <laughs> Because I'm like, wasting, wasting my time. Or anyone with just keeping their streaks. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was literally a picture for everyone. Streak. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. There was no conversation there. Yeah. It's a problem. But I think the, the demon scrolling or the zombie scrolling or whatever it's called, where you just get lost in the scrolling of tiktok or your reels on instagram it's yeah. that's the main problem i'll be because i'm like i post on tiktok a lot and that's my main follower base mm -hmm. so like i kind of care about it so i have to have it on my phone and that's like the problem i wish there was i don't know if this is a thing i'm sure it is but like there should be an app that you can use to post all of your videos on or like mm -hmm. a, a widget or something that like connects to the app so you can't like scroll or anything but you can just post on it you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i'm sure there's either something in the making because i feel like there's cert uh, some people dealing with the same issue you're describing yeah it's that's funny. I don't like a couple of years ago, I was always texting with people and always staying in touch. Now my phone is literally to play music, switch on my lights at home. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. I don't like here and there take a picture, mm. stay in touch with my roommate or my girlfriend. That's the people I text with most, but Honestly, sometimes it happens to me. People text me and I don't list, answer within a week. I'm, I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm horrible at it. And I know I piss off people, but I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes people text me when I'm like biking or like running and sometimes I don't see it. So I just forget about it. Yeah, I get text messages and then I immediately read it. And I'm like, I'm going to respond to that at some point. But then in th something in the back of my head is like, just don't do it right now. Like, you don't need to do it. And then I just don't do it. Like, that's like probably 90% of the time. Oh, yeah. Like, my mom will text me and she'll like expect a response. And then I just won't respond. And then she'll call me like a couple of days later. And she's like, you weren't going to say anything. And I was like, I don't really think I needed to say anything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I always that. worry that like people perceive that wrong. It's just kind of like it's not 
like texting is not my is not a top 10 thing in my life i don't know no same it's kind of like a burden it feels like a burden i don't want to do it that's the problem but i it's it's like email see for me email is more life like organizing stuff so i check my email on a daily basis and when i get an email from i don't know I don't know, taxes, for example, or something like that, then I reply instantly. Like on my emails, mm. I am very good at it. But there's like apps like LinkedIn. I don't even know what people do on it. I check it maybe once every four months. I hate LinkedIn, but you just have to have it nowadays. But for mm. me, it's just a, I don't know if it's good, I, I, if I should say that here, but I feel like it's just people vomiting about what they have done in their. Oh, audience. it's it's like an embellishment of like, you could oh. you could act like walking from like your apartment to the store was like flying a like a wizarding fucking uh, what do you call it? <laughs> like using your wand to fly or something like to the <laughs> store like driving a spaceship to the store. And it's so bad because like. There are certain people in my company, like, I like some of them. I have no problem with them. But as soon as I open that LinkedIn, for some reason, I see their jibber-jabber, and I'm like, bro, I know what you did. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to make it sound like you are, you just got crowned to be king of LinkedIn. Yeah. It's a normal day in your life. (laughs) Chill. I feel like that's the same for the resumes. It's like how could yeah. I how could I make what I do sound like I'm literally god. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. But I feel like that's the biggest problem is that nowadays we all have access to everything and so the competition's gotten bigger because the competition is worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so everyone feels like they have to be better, look better, sound better and so i found this i'm coming back to linkedin i found this one person on linkedin that was saying that they speak french and english and german which for i know americans is insane but for europeans is pretty much normal that you speak english you have to because as soon as you leave your country most of the times you don't understand the people in switzerland german is our first language and french is second one um but I know for a fact that person speaks German, bad English that I wouldn't consider as like native speaking mm-hmm. and French. Maybe that person understands four sentences, but the person said, I am a native speaker in three languages. And I'm like, you liar, you freaking mm-hmm. liar. But that's always like that. And everyone sells the, as like, and also like, even if you look at a presentation from Apple, every product is the best product they've ever done. It is mm-hmm. so much better than every any other product. And I'm like, can it really be? No. Yeah, I think there's so much competition that it's made everyone exaggerate a bunch. Oh, 100%. But I've been... There's this guy... His name is Jesse Itzler, and he's like, he's started businesses and stuff since he was like super young, and he's a big entrepreneur, and he talks about um, 
building your life resume mm -hmm. like not like screw your resume like you don't need to show that to anybody it's more about like what do you want to do with your life you know yeah and also he has this like calendar thing so like you write out where you're like the big things you want to do in your calendar so like if let's say i want to visit you at some point i'm gonna like make sure that that's on the calendar before me getting a haircut next week is you know mm -hmm. but that was my tangent <laughs> yeah i was just thinking that it's just difficult and I see that with certain people or even myself, like, let's say I do pretty well. I go every day, work out or exercise between an hour and two hours. Or like when I'm really stressed and like don't have the time, I try to squeeze in 40 minutes. Has to. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, we're always compared to professional athletes. So when you're like, oh, I only did 40 minutes, people are like, ugh, but this person did six hours. And I'm like. So I still feel yeah. great. And then the second thing is that I don't train to be super big, like muscular wise. I just want to have the strength and endurance. That's my, mm. I, that's my most important part. So I only train for that. So when I tell people I work out a lot, people are like, but I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah you don't look like a bodybuilder. Yes. But I'm like, there's so many different ways of doing it and you shouldn't do it for the perception of others. And I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people nowadays do most of the stuff just to please others. And also to like have people let it like let it be known to people. Yeah. Like like people use let's say like Strava just because they want other people to know that they yeah. did it, you know? A hundred percent. When it or should what? be more about like you. Yeah, and I I tend to be like that. Like I do post here and there my stuff on Strava. Oh, I think it's fine posting, but just like, I think some people like get too much into it. You know, they care about like who likes their Strava or like if no one saw their like tweet or something, it's kind of like everything. Like if it's not yeah. online and people know about it, then it's not real, you know? Yeah. But then comes the question even with our like this podcast, um, first of all, I mean, yes, we're not doing this to have anyone listen to it. Sure. If someone does decide to do so, amazing. You're so welcome. And thank you so much. <laughs> um, as welcome as welcome to this podcast. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But why will we have to do this? Because there's a million podcasts already out, out there. And some of my friends who don't listen to podcasts are like, why would I have to listen to, let's say, the two of us speak about our lives and the way we see things? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I don't think anyone needs to. I think just be like for the two of us, there's one, there's an appreciation of podcasts in general, because I think you listen to podcasts and so do I. So I understand it. Yeah. And then two, it's like if we set uh a rule like let's so this podcast is a rule like that just allows us to um talk to each other more often you know it's it's one thing to be like oh yeah i'll facetime you like whenever i have time but like if you say no we're gonna facetime 
like every Friday or something like that. Or if you have a podcast every other Friday or something, it's much easier to get to talk with you. And also, I think the podcast structure is easier to open up to. Like if I'm just on FaceTime with you, it's like I'm just talking about like, oh, like what'd you do Friday? Oh, I got super <laughs> fucked up or something like that. But like if I'm talking to you and I'm I feel like a podcast, just like it's kind of like an interview. Well, you like, become more serious. Yeah, like I can like ask you about your feelings or a specific instance or something like that. Yeah, but like we that. do that already on a normal call. I feel like the podcast, since there is a potential audience, you become more thoughtful with, with what you're going to say. Yeah. I know that we, I mean, this kind of conversation is nothing new to us. I know that sometimes, and I feel like that happens to a lot of people when you're on FaceTime, the first 20 minutes, you're like, oh my God, catch up. Like there's so much stuff that I have to tell you. But then at some point it turns into, all right, and what else? Cool. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel at a podcast, very different because you have to entertain in some way. Mm -hmm. And I just... I love just sitting there and not saying anything when it gets a little quiet and just watching you squirm. Because you like, I can just see in your brain, you're just trying to think like, what am no, I going to say? better with that. All right. The first time we did record, yes, as soon as you didn't say anything, I felt the need to talk more. I hope it comes across, but I feel like I've, I'm better. No, I'm just saying in general. Oh. Like, I just as friends, like, I would just, like, not say anything, and you'd just be like, oh, I'm going to fill in this spot. I have um, this misconception that when people are quiet, they're not happy. But I, that's only for people I care and, like, in my private life. So mm -hmm. I had the same yesterday with my girlfriend hiking or even eating. Then sometimes she's quiet, and it's not a bad sign. But then I'm like, are you okay? Is everything fine? And she's like, I'm just quiet. It's all good. Nothing. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I'm just quiet sometimes. Yeah, I get like that too. She did calm me down though. Because I was way more nervous back in the day. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that you guys have been together for so long. It feels like yesterday. Well, I yeah i mean these last i moved away pretty uh coming up in a, uh two years and 11 months because i moved away from the us march 2020 beginning of the pandemic and ever since it was for me it was just a movie and i just had to adapt on a daily basis kind of mm -hmm. but it's been a learning curve and i'm like right now i feel like i've I'm settling down. I feel like that comes with age as well. But since I had the experience to move to the US, travel the world, see all these things, I feel like now I'm in just in a, in a comfortable zone. Like I have an amazing apartment. I have probably the best roommate I could ask for. He's one of my best friends and I just get along with him so well and it's just chill at home. Like there's no stress. Mm. My girlfriend is just, since she act like she's in acting, she 
reads emotions and like people different than others do if that makes sense mm-hmm. and so i feel like i've just calmed down and as especially since my roommate and my girlfriend are the people i see the most it's just that's my zen mode if that makes sense mm-hmm. you're not you're less chaotic less chaotic less need to do I'm not saying that I don't want to do stuff anymore. It's just that I don't have to do stuff for others. If I do something, it's for me nowadays. And if I don't want to go somewhere, I don't want to go. And I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not forcing myself to do stuff anymore. Like, yes, surely if, I don't know, if someone is like, yo, we should do this. It's going to be fun. I'm not going to be like, oh no, I don't want to. And I'm not going to go to, but I'm not forcing myself on a daily basis to do stuff for others anymore. That makes sense. Mm. Would you say you are a workaholic? Yes and no. I've come to realization that in some ways it is health. It's good to be super involved in work and the company you work for. But at the same time, I came to realization that I'm not in charge. And at the end of the day, in most of the companies, I feel like the people who are in charge don't care what I have to say. Mm -hmm. And whether I raise my voice or not, is not going to make a big difference. And I feel like there's people... I feel like there's three people. There's the people in in the office that just don't don't say anything. They just do whatever they're asked for. And then that's it. Then there's the people like me who might have done or tried to do something at first and wanted to say something, but then came to realization that they don't care anymore. Not about the Mm -hmm. company. It's just that they're like, this is not my job to care about what the company does in general. I'm just Mm -hmm. here to do this exact job. And then there's the people who probably have a bright future in some way because they know how to kiss ass. I'm sorry. I don't know how else to say it, but they just know. And that kind of goes hand in hand with me seeing these people on LinkedIn because I'm like, not to discredit them or their work. It's just I know that these people are doing it to please their... um, the, the people above them. They're senior, yeah. Yes. And right now, I'm like, for me, I'm 25 years old. I'm still studying next to it. This is not the job I want to do for the rest of my life. I enjoy it. It's fun. It's very interesting. It has brought me a lot. But I don't know what I want to do in my future. And I certainly do not want to be in a company where I either shut up and accept it and know I'm not going to have a better position. Mm. and I don't want to kiss ass. So I want to do something else in my life, but that I don't know. Do you think that you look up to your, either your parents or both of your parents in the sense of like how they went about their professional life? Yeah, I do. My mom has been, um, self-employed mm-hmm. for more than 10 years very successfully because she quit 
her last job because she was sick and tired to answer to other people who, in her opinion, didn't know the best for the company. Mm -hmm. And my dad just is smarter than anyone else. So he will outsmart you in 0.1 second. And so <laughs> yeah. all your arguments are invalid. <laughs> um, I look up to them, but I don't want to repeat their same, their, their paths because I'm very different as a person and I have mm -hmm. different ways of dealing with factors, I guess. But yes, I mean, I'm what they have done. I mean, what my parents have done as individuals is astonishing in my, in my eyes. And if I can be, well, that's a question, what is success? But if I can be in an economically comfortable zone or situation at age 50, 60 and have a family and be able to provide for them and not have to worry about what I'm going to eat tonight and how I'm going to afford my food tonight, I feel like that's something I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. To whatever, nice. yeah, to whatever dimension you, you know, you you see this. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say that that was a nice answer. Yeah, I got really philosophical there. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I thought of another question. Um, do you have any? Do you have anything that you? really really want to do but you haven't done yet job wise or like general it could be it could be a trip it could be like a fantasy job it could be having hmm. a child probably something that you could do in the next like two to four years hmm Honestly, I would love to have my own company or just do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Would it be in tech or in news? Tech. I think tech and I've came to realization that I'm just this very crazy person about tech. I don't know coding or all of that. So I don't know how to build the product itself, but I understand the consumer basis and I see how most people consume and what they want from their device. So maybe, yeah, I feel like I could be good in that sector. With uh, I feel like you'd be pretty good at if you were the host of a channel, like a YouTube channel or something like that. I've thought about you that know? recently. I've really thought about it. Like Marquis. You have, you have time. You have time yeah. to do yeah. it you know and you like it so it wouldn't be like a job you just like start because you like it i've honestly really thought about this because i mean i see mkbhd do it and he's i've seen i've shown videos to my girlfriend he's too techy for someone who doesn't understand technology mm -hmm. so it's either you are the same kind of techy person and you come with all these stats that to people who care about it and know about it mean a lot and to people who don't know anything about it mean nothing. Mm -hmm. So that would be the question. But I kind of want to create something. I don't know if, cause I've like, this is my problem with news. I, but before I was taking pictures, I was creating stuff and I was doing a lot of like, um, 
abstract photography, which was so much fun because I could, I could just express yourself. Yes. In whatever yeah. way I saw or did. And with media, the personal touch is not there for me. It's more like I have to report on someone else. Mm -hmm. And that can be nice and that can be interesting. But for me, it's just, I'd rather be someone, I don't know, <clears throat> designing, taking pictures, but not, not pictures of someone who did something, but I don't know, just, you know, something that hasn't happened. It's your, it's your view, your, yeah. your viewpoint, you know? Yes. I feel like moving back home for you was good and getting the job you have was good and you got to the, like the corporate side and you've learned a lot but then i think you kind of lost your creative side a little bit mm -hmm. if i if i'm like this is just from outside perspective oh but, 100%. but like but like now maybe that you're more settled in now you're like realizing like you have kind of lost not lost it but like forgotten like you it, like it wasn't as treated as much as you would like it wasn't yeah it wasn't demanded demanded anymore yeah and yeah it it sucks and i really sometimes i'm pissed about myself for still being there because i know it kills my inspiration like creativity and i miss those days where i would just I don't know, walk around, take images and then put layers and layers and do some crazy mm -hmm. edits and just sit there for five hours and just look at art after that and just, I don't know, be amazed. And now I'm, that was fulfilling. I would say that's a big difference. It was fulfilling and I could see, like, I loved it. And now it's like, it's a job. It pays me money and... I, I think it's very interesting. It's fun to do it. It's, it's, I'm so glad and so thankful and grateful to do it right now and all of this, but this is not, I just can't see myself doing this for, I don't know, 15 years. Yeah. I think one thing that I appreciate about what I do is like, I at least have the ability to have creative expression, you know? Yeah. And like different ways, like I can pick the colors and then like now I'm starting to do like my own designs and stuff. And then like for my videos, I edit it all myself and like get to pick the music and stuff like that. So there is some sort of creative thing, which was weird because I wouldn't say that I was the most creative when I was in before college. And I'd say, mm -hmm. honestly, you and... I guess other people I followed like Casey and I saw and stuff online, but like, besides that, like I didn't really have a lot of creative people. So like kind of just took it from you guys. Hmm. I stole it from you. I have nothing to offer anymore nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pick up that camera again or make a video about some new iPad or something. Bros. Yeah. I, it's, I feel like right now I'm in this spot and I feel like you are kind of hit that as well. It's like you are in this on 
unpleasing situation where you do stuff because you have to and you know it's it's good in a way like i know i have to work in order to pay my bills and to create and or maintain this zone i've created mm -hmm. but i'm constantly thinking right now what is the future what can i do and it's like tech art like there's these two big things that come to mind right now and the question is just where do i start and i feel like i'm just thinking right now about it a lot and i feel like i just have to start doing it again yeah i think the first step is just starting and then you see where it goes like same with you i mean you did that it's insane yeah i mean i did that with a lot of things at the same time it was kind of weird like yeah, my running and my shoes yeah but how many followers do you have across all platforms now for your sh shoe stuff 1.3 million jesus fucking christ <laughs> <laughs> wow but and when did you really start it like when did you start posting about it and whatnot um hmm i'd say it was like a year and not even a year and a half ago probably i'll just say a year and a half just to estimate but like insane yeah that's insane do you know that I mean, yeah, it's just, it's hard to grasp like how many people that is, you know? <laughs> That's like, like majority of my, Chicago. like the majority of my videos get like three to 10 million plays <laughs> on TikTok. So like, it's kind of hard to understand. That's and just... part of me, part of me is like, I really want to start my own YouTube and like not do shoes and like, I don't know, like I have different ideas. I have like finding quotes that I really like and like putting like more like s like cinematography like style, like really cool visuals and then like saying those quotes over it or something like that or like some random like me and my running or something. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, if I did that, would I feel like unmotivated because i want to get the same amount of views i'd probably post a video and i get like 10 views on but YouTube then it's like about running no like on tiktok or something because those are those videos are really easy probably take like 20 minutes to edit. i mean yeah this that's the beauty about tiktok it's not videography if you want to call it like that yeah I'm just moving rooms because my roommate might come home and I don't want him to walk in to this. <laughs> but that's insane. 1.3 million people. Yeah. It's... Can't imagine what it's going to be like in like five years, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you continue at this rate, it's going to be... A lot more. <laughs> That's just insane. The thing about it, though, I think it really makes me think about, like, what I want to be doing, you know? Yeah. Because, like, if you spend your whole, 
time like starting something it's like do you is this exactly what you want to be doing like if you if you started your youtube channel let's say about Mm -hmm. like reviewing tech and then like two years later you have like two million subscribers but then you start start realizing like maybe i want to start making the tech or something like that you know just like how do you pivot while also continuing to grow what you already have basically is the point where i am at yeah how to continue making money on one side but then continue on that quest or journey that you have gone on if that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah yeah i can see how that is difficult but i feel like i mean sometimes it just comes by i want to say accident or just Mm -hmm. But I feel like you just have to understand also the situation situation and seize the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like many of us or many people around the world sometimes might be bad at it, at seizing the right opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think it's like when ability and timing slash luck, like all are in a line. Mm-hmm. Because you look at you could easily get an offer to do a project or something, and then like not be able to do it because you just don't have the skill or the knowledge or something. True. So, but I also feel like if I look at all these tech, um, I don't know, um, company owners or CEOs like I don't know Steve Jobs or Jeff Bezos, whether you hate them or you love them they took the idea that maybe other people had as well at the same time and just use it in the right, in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Like Bezos didn't invent shopping, but he was able to change the way we shop nowadays and jobs didn't invent the phones, but he was able to change how phones are nowadays yeah it's kind of like creating something that people didn't even know that they needed or wanted yeah i mean i mean that's the ultimate goal to be one of these guys Mm -hmm. not like recreating not recreating something but like like creating something like out of basically thin air yeah because like even creating new things like it's so difficult because I feel like a lot of things have already in, been invented. Like the peak, like if you look at <clears throat> every year's new phones or I don't know, new TVs when they get released, they don't drastically change anymore because the technology that we can use nowadays is kind of limited. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you can, like there's cameras that shoot 40K, but the highest TVs are right now 8K, but they're so expensive that most TVs are 4K and that's why Netflix just started really using a lot of 4K or Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is that I feel like you don't have to invent something totally new. It's just that you have to reinvent that product. That's what Jobs and Bezos did 
or even mm-hmm. like Elon Musk with the, well he didn't invent Tesla but that's what Tesla did like the car already existed even electric cars were made before it's just that they perfectionized it in way I think it's also creating a story that people can understand and that is attractive you know like how do you convince somebody like I could create the greatest thing since the iPhone but how do you convince somebody that they should use it you know it's like the story well that's marketing then yeah. so I'm taking this communications class right now and we had to find or pick someone because of a great speech and I picked Steve Jobs because the way he was selling his products he was creating a personal connection to everyone and that was his genius he wasn't the inventor that was Steve Wozniak but mm-hmm. he was able to connect with the audience and tell them like when they dropped the the iPod he was like you want to listen to music and i want to listen to music but you don't want to use like bring your um walkman with you so i have a product that gives you the chance to listen to music and a variety to uh, music in a small device that's mm-hmm. that was his craziness or his genius mm-hmm. in my opinion i know there is a lot of people who may might not like steve jobs i mean i think the thing you start learning about when you deal with like a mass of people is like there's always going to be the percentage of people that are haters. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. There's always going to be people that doubt. But then there's True. the percentage that like use the technology or appreciate the marketing and stuff like that. True. Well, you can never listen to haters at the end of the day. Well, you should not listen only to haters. Mhm. Do you get a lot of like I don't know, more negative comments on your posts? Yeah, I mean, I think on I don't even read them anymore cuz I like used to read them like probably a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't read anything anymore. But if I did, like go on my TikTok right now and like looked at the comments, they're all I'd say 70% negative. So bad. Oh yeah, like terrible. Why? I don't know. It's just people it's, hating on your products or No, I just think that people there's like no face like you don't have your face connected. Like it's not like somebody walks yeah. up and says that to me. So like if that's not if it's not in person, like people just it takes one second to write something. True. People can just be like, Oh, that the stitching's off or like that looks like shit or something like that. But that's just like one second for that person. Whereas that will like be there and I can like read it. And it could affect me if I let it, you know. That is true. But yeah, I also think, insane. I think the people that are super negative, like you, like everyone that you know, like isn't going on TikTok and like being negative. No, no, no. You know, no. like no. you wouldn't, you yourself wouldn't go on YouTube and like write a negative comment. But I think the people that do that, it kind of isn't, it portrays maybe how their life is going maybe. Their unhappiness. Yeah, maybe they're unhappy or they're like stressed because their living situation isn't 
great or something. I don't know. But I think that like I th- when I th- when I see negative comments and stuff, I just assume that they're troubled in some way and not to like think negatively of them. Don't you think that um we tend to have this problem maybe in our modern society that we are not as happy for others who achieve and we'd rather see people fail. Yeah, I think nobody, nobody gives another person like their flowers when Mm -hmm. they're alive, you know? Yeah. It's always like you could do better than that. Like what's the next thing, the next thing until maybe I think everyone like, because of that, they're striving to, leave a legacy and then they'll be remembered when they're dead but like how many people get to be praised when they're alive you know true true absolutely but with that praise comes people that hate on you as well so yeah it's crazy i feel like we should slowly bring this to an end because we've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes yeah and um damn that was crazy that that time that now it time just flew by (laughs) we got so philosophical i remember at first i was like what am i gonna say and suddenly we're like in this deep ass conversation (laughs) (laughs) it's usually how it happens it's true but that's why i feel like this podcast is going to be pretty interesting for anyone listening or just for the two of us because we can just discuss have these conversations that I honestly miss because I don't have that with all my friends at all times. Mm -hmm. And with you, for some reason, this happens pretty often. Yeah. I'd say it happens very often. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, we can have these stupid ass conversations, but then it just went, it goes into creativity and what do we want to do? And especially like Mm -hmm. we said before with this kind of like interview kind of feeling, it gets even air quotes worse (laughs) yeah but yeah um i want to say to listeners thank you for listening and um stay tuned for an upcoming episode do you have anything to add stay classy san diego (laughs) (laughs) watch watch out for pat mahomes (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady's gonna unretire. That's my that's my hot take. <laughs> I don't watch the NFL. The Lakers are a bunch of group of floppers. <laughs> <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets are finally done. <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. I will say oh, that. I, I kinda liked it. I don't know how I feel about Kyrie on the Mavericks, but we'll see. I'm also torn with Kyrie in general. I used to love that guy, but then he just went flat earth and whatnot. And then I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. He's still a great player, but like what they did in Brooklyn, like KD, the beard, him, that was just not good. Yeah, I mean, it just shows like you actually need team chemistry it's not if you just put like the best players on one team they're not going to be good no 
hell no. Money can't win you championships. We've seen it so mm. many times before, and we will see it so many times again. Yeah. But anyways, right. I don't know how we got on the topic of sports, but... No idea. That's, that's the beauty about this podcast. You never know what's going to happen, and then it happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Like, this is Mel and Matt. I don't know. Matt and Mel. Signing off. <laughs> Stay wonderful. Stay healthy. <laughs> um, brush, your, brush your teeth. <laughs> uh, what's there to add? That is the greatest outro ever. <laughs> stay, stay wonderful. Stay happy. Or no, what did you say? Stay, stay healthy. Stay wonderful, and brush your teeth. Well, thank you for listening, and tune in for the next one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Peace out for everyone and to you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.